Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The following segment is from NFL Reacts, a part of the SB Nation NFL show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute budding superstar, and he's finally becoming like a bell cow for the Colts. And the Colts ran all over the Jets last night. Neheim Hines had a monster game, too. But Jonathan Taylor is just a stud. Like, we are watching him develop into a clear-cut consensus RB1 before our eyes. And it's been awesome watching. And, oh, he's starting to catch the pa- catch passes a little bit, too, now. So, <laughs> I-, I think if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner, you have to be absolutely thrilled. Obviously, he had a monster game last night. But it's a weekly thing now. Like, you can trot him out the way you were trotting out Derrick Henry. Every week, Jonathan Taylor is probably the best player in your lineup moving forward. Oh, and like the most beautiful thing is like how efficient he's been. He's been breaking off plays all season long. He's just, I mean, he's such a talented running back. None of us should have been surprised by this though. He showed us what he could do in college. And then he's, he's just put that on full display for us at pretty much every point in the NFL level when he's given, uh, been given the shot. Uh, I think like Naeem Hines, I feel like, you know, folks are a little, a little mean to Naeem Hines. I, I think he's actually a little bit better for this team and for Jonathan Taylor. Like I, I don't want Jonathan Taylor to see 30 touches per game necessarily. Cause a, I don't think he needs that many uh, to break off every, you know, it, he, he just doesn't need that kind of volume uh, in order to be a very successful fantasy superstar. Um, but save the hits to Jonathan Taylor, like spread out the love a little bit. Naeem Hines is a, a talented guy that can, uh, you know, maybe limit some of the wear and tear on Jonathan Taylor. I think uh, he's made his case to be the number back, number one running back in Dynasty fantasy football. Yeah, I, I think it's clear that he should be. Um, and I, I want to talk about the Colts for another second where. You know, I don't think either of us probably has a lot of faith in Carson Wentz. Um, He didn't throw an interception last night, but it's not because he didn't try. Um, Carson (laughs) Wentz had another play where just, I don't care if I'm getting sacked, I'm going to get rid of this football and just hope for the best. And it didn't get picked off, thankfully, but it almost did. But he did have another strong fantasy performance, and, and Carson Wentz has been playing Okay, this season, the Colts do have uh, another, in my opinion, budding young superstar and second year wide receiver, Michael Pittman, who just continues to look like he's an absolute stud. So, I mean, the Colts, even for the questions that you have with Carson Wentz and him as your quarterback moving forward, and he's probably going to wind up costing them a first round pick because he's playing all of these snaps. 
they do have two cornerstones on offense. It looks like right now, because Michael Pittman had another touchdown last night and he looks like he is going to be, be a problem for defenses for a long time. I mean, even heading into this game, uh, Carson Wentz was the quarterback 12 for fantasy football, which I feel like, you know, just because the points aren't always super pretty, um, you know, not a, a ton of those points are coming from, uh, you know, rushing yards. I feel like because of the lack of prettiness, we're not really giving him full credit for uh, what he's been able to do. Like he's had at least two passing touchdowns in every single game since week four. Um, forget the the two interception outing against the Titans. He's actually been a solid asset. I think we can all agree that he looks better than he did with the Eagles. Um, I, I think this is just going to be an offense that can put up fantasy points. Um, and I, I think Carson Wentz can be, you know, a, I, I hate to say it, but like a pretty safe weekly play in fantasy. Yeah. And you have to respect his willingness to throw catastrophic Yolo. interceptions that are almost impressive when he pulls them off. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the Colts, you know, Frank Reich is a good head coach and they've got good pieces in place to produce, at least in fantasy football, even if it doesn't translate to wins during the regular season. So I, I like the direction the Colts are headed in right now. You can listen to the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.